0: welcome to the pretty happy podcast my name is sam
1: and i'm sarah and we're the parents of zoe a child with brett syndrome
0: we're excited to have you back to another on location podcast we're actually recording this one in the dark
1: yes we are
0: we're trying to hide from people
1: Hopefully it works.
0: We'll see if it actually does. Um, at some point, we'll we'll share what's yes. going on and where we're at, but we don't want to give that away just yet.
1: It's all good. Just just throwing that out there. I mean, we're saying we're hiding from people. I feel like maybe we should clarify.
0: Oh, yeah. That does sound a little ominous.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so it's all... We're, it's a, we're all good. Everything's good.
0: When I say hiding from people, I'm, I'm saying that we're hiding from people that we like, um, that we... We hang out with and we do stuff with, and we don't want
1: them to interrupt us while we're that's doing that's what
0: the it podcast. is. Yeah, yeah, no. And when I said, now, now I'm I'm hearing myself yeah. saying that we're hiding from people and it's in the dark. Yeah. If if this was a bad thing and our first instinct was <laughs> to record, <laughs> so
1: record a podcast,
0: Sarah. <laughs> I know we're about to die, but we need to record another episode.
1: Okay, <laughs> let's do it right now. That sounds like, you know, <laughs> common sense right there. So oh I'm my on gosh. board.
0: I feel so silly. I didn't, I didn't even <laughs> think about how that was going to sound. No, it's literally just that, that we don't want to be interrupted. And unfortunately the location that we're at right now, we're in this, in, in this room that it, it it's perfect to be able to record. Yeah. But it has a lot of windows, uh, and I mean, like I said, there are people that we like and that we like hanging out with and talking with, but not right now. Yep. So, exactly. Anyways, everything's good. Sarah, are you good?
1: I'm good. Yeah? Yeah. You sure? Pretty sure. Okay, cool. I'm a little tired, but yeah. I feel like that's just kind of normal at this point. I mean, right now. Yes.
0: Right now, it definitely makes sense. So, All right. Well, without further ado, let's jump right into our segment and... Uh, Sarah, you thought it would be a good idea to give an update yes. on Zoe. Yes. So please. So
1: care. in a previous episode, we mentioned that um, we were able to get a grant for Zoe to do hippotherapy, um, which is riding hippos. Which is riding not hippos. It is riding horses,
0: which are like hippos. They're North American
1: hippos. Okay. Sure.
0: Wait, no, that's cows. Sorry. <laughs> I'm I'm distracting. Sorry. Anyway,
1: so um, at this point, Zoe's done adaptive writing. We call it adaptive writing because that's the program that she's doing. Um, But it's very similar to hypotherapy. Anyway, um, she's done it a couple of times. And it's been really, really cool Mm -hmm. to see the changes. Because she, when we first started... She, when she would walk, she'd keep her feet flat, and she wouldn't bend them. Cause you know how when you roll, walk,
0: you mean roll them. Right? Roll them, yes, yeah. yes, yeah. roll
1: them. Cause when you walk, you usually do heel to toe, and it rolls. Your mm. foot rolls. Zoe, she just keeps her foot flat.
0: She essentially and doesn't bend. Yeah, it's it's almost like she just has her. Knees and ankles locked and she yeah. like not necessarily kind of a throw. <laughs> yes, yeah. It's it's almost like she throws her leg forward. It's not yeah. like actual throwing, but like you said, rocking. Yeah. She rocks from one side to the other. It's to like, get
1: a forward momentum. Yeah,
0: it's kinda like uh moving a recliner by yourself. Yeah.
1: You it's know? exactly like that. You
0: you you move one side and then you move the other and then eventually you get yeah. Moving forward. But when yeah. you pointed it out to me that she had started um, breaking her ankle, which that sounds bad. Is that what it is? I mean, I don't unlocking know. her ankle. I'm not sure what the official term is. I but don't know what it is either. Yeah, because it, it, her ankles, have, I mean, her foot would just be straight up in the air when she would rock forward, yeah. you know, to, to move forward.
1: Yeah. It, it was
0: crazy. And it's this small little thing, you know, it's not. It's but not. It,
1: but it helps so much. It does. And like with she's. With her stability. Uh huh. With her stability. Yeah. And she's not rocking side to side as much anymore. Yeah. Um, and so, like I said, we've only done it a couple of times, but we've noticed that she's rolling her feet instead of keeping them straight. She's bending her knees more, which has been a huge struggle. Mm-hmm. We've been trying to help her with stairs for two years now.
0: You don't realize how integral it is to walk upstairs to just bend your knees. Yeah. Until
1: you have a child who won't bend won't their do knees. That. <laughs> yeah.
0: And it is so hard because we get to a stair and she just stands there and she she's ready to do it. And but you
1: can tell she's trying.
0: Yeah, her brain, her brain is is telling her body to do it. But, you know, that filter just keeps stopping it. Yeah. So but
1: she's been bending more. She has been. And it's it's been really cool to see because after each session the I mean it wears off and she kind of reverts back to what she was doing before, but it's lasting longer and longer. Yeah, it is. And it's just incredible and I'm I'm part of me is just I'm kicking myself cuz I'm like why did we not start doing this sooner? I mean, I don't think it would have made a huge difference. As far as, like, her retaining skills.
0: But we don't know what we don't know. Exactly. Right? I mean, there there may be an even better therapy out there (laughs) that we just don't know about. Zoe
1: did do hippotherapy when she was two, but she wasn't walking. Yeah. She wasn't walking at that point. Yeah, that was an
0: early intervention program to help her to gain some of those find motor skills and then get her up and walking around mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But
1: but she wasn't really walking at that point. So we no didn't see the differences, but now that she, you know, she's ambulatory, she walks around a lot. We can absolutely see the changes and it's incredible.
0: Mm. Yep. We're super lucky. We're super lucky that number one, we were able to receive, um, that grant money. We're super grateful for it. And, I mean, these little things that we're starting to notice in Zoe. And how many times has she done it now? Five? Four. Four? Four times? Um, I mean, for for her to see, for us to see that much progress uh, in her over just four sessions, that's really hopeful for us. And I think the other great thing about it is that... um, We've got some videos of, of her that we'll need to share, but she is super excited.
1: Oh, she loves it. To
0: do it, to go and oh do it. Oh my gosh. And I loves think it. that's helping too. Yeah. Because if you think about just doing regular old therapy, like that's that's not a lot of fun. That's no. real. Yeah, I, I don't know. It,
1: the, I think it depends on the, the therapist.
0: Definitely. Definitely. But I think adding... Other components in this case, a horse. Yeah. Oh my gosh, she absolutely loves it.
1: Yeah. And it's we're we're also very lucky because the this particular place that we're doing the adaptive riding, they actually offer PT and OT, um, physical therapy and occupational therapy. Yeah. With the with a tool. Whoa, what am I trying to say? With a horse as a tool. Yeah. So instead of calling it hippotherapy, mm-hmm. which most insurances won't cover, they're calling it physical therapy or occupational therapy. Yeah. So the insurance will actually cover and they still get to ride the horse. Yeah. So we're hoping at the end of our adaptive riding, we're hoping to m- potentially switch one of our 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 therapies over to that facility, so that we can continue that. Yeah, fingers crossed that that all works out with insurance, and they don't throw right. up their hands and say no, nah, no. Yeah, because that does happen. But yes, it does. Um. Anyway, on the bottom line, is it's incredible. It's it's just been incredible.
0: Yep. So if you get a chance to. uh, do some hypotherapy. We personally do recommend it. Find a, uh, a clinic that actually is licensed in it. We will leave a link down in the description of um, not just reputable uh, um, facilities, but facilities that are actually licensed. Um, you're not going down to Farmer Joe's Ranch and hopping on a horse and, and taking a ride around. And while that would be nice... Uh, What we're talking about is, is actual programs that are designed to help individuals who have those physical needs. And uh, so anyways, go on down in the show notes and take a look at that and uh, check it out. Welcome back, and we have a very special guest on the show today. Sarah, who is it? Us. Us? What? We're that narcissistic that we're just going to listen to ourselves for an entire episode?
1: Yes, we are.
0: Mm, At least we acknowledge (laughs) it, right?
1: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Well, we had a, uh, I guess you could call it a fun story.
1: I don't know if fun is exactly the right word. <laughs> I would not. Particularly d- educational.
0: Yes. Um, it
1: was It was an educational experience that we would like to share.
0: Very enlightening experience. Yes. Um, so as you know, Zoe is young. Zoe is uh, four years old, going on five. She's been in preschool for the past two years. Yep. And for both Sarah and I, this was our first experience when it came to education and having an IEP. And what what, uh, what does an IEP stand for? In-
1: Individualized edu- Education Plan. Thank
0: you. Individualized Education Plan. Um, I had, I've never experienced them before, either myself personally or with others around me. Yeah. Uh, Sarah, the same thing. Same and thing. Uh, to be honest, I had heard about them quite a bit. I went to um, school to be a music teacher. And... Uh, we, we talked about it in the education classes. Um, I mean, for music, it's, it's pretty easy to put together um, alternative requirements that individuals with a variety of different special needs, whether they be cognitive, physical, mental, um, you name it, you can, you can do stuff pretty easily with music. Um, so I was never overly concerned about it. I had talked with some different people about ways that they had been accommodating in the classroom and and the ways they were implementing different IEPs um, to make sure that the individuals were having the most success that they could have, but never got to the point where I was creating IEPs. That wasn't that wasn't what I was going into. It wasn't special education. It was um, a license for seventh through twelfth grade. I think is what what it was. Yeah. So, anyways, for for me, um, I had heard about it, and outside of school, I had heard some negative things about I, it as well.
1: Yeah, because so I knew that we would need to have one because we Zoe had been in early intervention, and we knew things weren't like drastically going to get better. So we knew they had informed me in early intervention that when she went to preschool that she would have an IEP and it would you know um, in it they would they would put whatever accommodations she needed or or the goals that they would have for her and whatnot um, and then from there, I of course got on social media and would see horror stories all the time because that's where people go for advice and and whatnot is social media because the experts are there <laughs> yes <right>? exactly
0: <laughs> well and I think that it's easy to to get caught up in those negative ones because those are the ones that we always remember yeah you know I, well
1: nobody shares oh this went perfectly smooth yeah
0: I mean I, There's no I've, story. I've done a uh, work training where I, I talk uh, with, with the staff about an experience that I had where I went to Home Depot and I was ignored and provided some of the worst customer service ever. And then I went over to Lowe's and had a great experience. And what did I do? I wrote about the negative experience. I didn't <laughs> say anything about the positive one. And I think it's the same thing in this situation that we. it's really easy to just get caught up in the negatives, but the fact of the matter is those exist. Yes. Yeah, absolutely not downplaying it and the reason why we wanted to actually share this is because the experience we had was rather negative. It uh, was caused a lot of stress. And so we wanted to share with you number one what the situation was and number two what the the way that we handled it and it worked well in our situation. It did.
1: It had a positive I feel like it had a positive outcome. Yes. Um Granted, I don't think we would have settled for anything besides a positive outcome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that being said, but but I mean, it did we did get it resolved and whatnot and we're were content with with yeah. the the results.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, where should we start, Sarah? At what point should we start? Oh. Actually, do you know what? I want to I want to start back probably a little bit earlier than where you may have been thinking. Okay. And that was the beginning of this school year of the 2020-2021 school year. Okay. Um, we we live in Colorado, and yeah. uh, in Colorado, most of the schools opted going into the fall semester to do hybrid, in person and virtual learning, but because Zoe's class was so small, they were able to do everything in person. Yep. And to be honest, it wouldn't have really made sense to have a whole bunch of preschoolers who have multiple disabilities <laughs> gathered around their computers every single day. Uh, it it wouldn't have worked very no. well. So we were we were excited that Zoe was going to be able to go back to school, and. One of the things that they required, obviously this was one of the big things for all of 2020, they were going to require masks. And personally for us, masks have never been an issue. No. We've, we don't have a problem with We do not them. have a problem with them. Even right now uh, in the state, all, all state government executive orders, whatever it may be regarding COVID-19 have been lifted. Uh, but if there's a business that says we want you to wear a mask, we have no problem with it. Yeah. We're respectful of it and we understand the benefits of it. But specifically in Zoe's situation, uh, it didn't really make sense. Mainly because she's not able to self-regulate in a myriad of different ways. Yeah, She can't self-regulate when it comes to temperature. She would not be able to control the mask in the way that it's fitted on her yeah. face. Uh, she wears glasses. She can't. Uh it's so take hard to get those. a mask
1: to stay on with the glasses already around her yep. ears, too. Yep.
0: And so uh we opted to not have her wear a mask in the classroom. Number one, because the class size was so small. Uh and number two, the adults in the room, they would all be wearing masks. And uh, number three, they do they, they were doing um uh, they, w- they would have the kids in the multiple disability class go in with the gen ed class and do stuff. But going into that school year, the 2020 uh, and 2021 school year, they said, you know what? That doesn't make sense for us to do that right now, which was another thing that make us, made us feel even more comfortable about sending her to school and not requiring her to wear a mask. Yeah. So we told her teacher that we didn't want to do that. And the teacher said, OK, that's fine. There is uh, a document that has to be signed by a physician. Okay, that's fine. We can do that. We got the document. We took it to the physician, and the physician filled it out. And on the document, the way that the district had included things, it, it, was, it was asking the doctor to put down what their concerns were about an individual not wearing a mask. And so yeah. the doctor did what the doctor was supposed to do here's my concerns about the individual not wearing a mask. But she signed off on it at the end and said, yes, go yeah. ahead and allow the, the student to not wear a mask. So we turned in the paperwork. Because the physician put down her concerns, which were legitimate concerns.
1: And asked for. Yes. They asked for the concerns.
0: They asked for them on the document. That I think that was frustrating. Because she listed anything on there, they said, well, Zoe has to wear a mask. <laughs>
1: Because her doctor says that she can't be around others that don't have masks,
0: or that well not not even that, that her concerns were that you know Zoe would have a higher likelihood of catching it because she wouldn't be wearing yeah. a mask right yeah it's that's science that's true, we know that it's true. that's all she was doing was stating the facts, yep. But the district said, well, because the doctor listed something there, Zoe has to wear a mask or she can't come back to school until we have the document signed without any other stuff. Yeah. (laughs) It was so crazy. It was so crazy. I was like, okay, well, we'll go get it again. We took it to the doctor.
1: We filled it out this time. Yes, we did. We filled it out. All the doctor had to do was sign it.
0: Yep. Yep, And we put a note on there saying, we just need you to sign it. And we explained the situation. And the doctor did not feel comfortable not including those concerns that she had, which I don't blame her. She, yeah. She's doing her job as a physician. But she included those concerns again and signed it. They were listed a little differently this time. Yep. So he said, well, let's give it a try. We took it. We gave it to him. And they said the same thing. Well, because something's listed here, we we can't have her in school. We can't have Zoe in school without a mask. Once again, they were asking for what the concerns were. They included a box on there saying, tell us what the concerns are about the student not wearing a mask. Well, okay, there's it was the height of the pandemic. Like, yeah, <laughs> of course a doctor's going to list it. So... We decided we, we couldn't go back to the same physician again a third time to ask for her to sign off on it again. So we went to a, a, a friend of ours and said, okay, here's the situation. We laid it all out. and We said, we only need you to sign. And this individual, she, she talked us through everything and said, okay, well, I want to make sure you understand. I
1: say, she is a doctor.
0: She is, Yes. by the you. way. Thank you for She's clarifying. not just
1: a, a random friend.
0: Yes, yes. So, she is a doctor. <laughs> a doctor friend. So originally we were taking the paper to Zoe's pediatrician. Um, and then we took it to a family friend of ours. And this family friend, she said, well, I want to make sure you do understand the, the concerns regarding not wearing a mask in the middle of this pandemic. And we went through everything with her and we said, yes, yep. we understand all of this. Um, we get that there's this risk involved and we feel comfortable with it. She said, great. Sounds good. Signed off on it. Turned in the paperwork and they said, okay, sounds good. they let her come to, to class. All right. So this, this was one of our first interactions, close interactions with the district because we were receiving phone calls after the first two forms. Yeah. And they were saying, Zoe can't come to school. And I, I vented to him. And I acknowledged that the individuals I was talking to were not the ones that wrote the form. But I told them, you do realize how ridiculous this all is because you have asked for the concerns. The physician has filled out what their concerns are. And then you say, well, because they listed concerns, the student can't come to school without a mask. It doesn't make sense. So that that's kind of like a precursor.
1: Well, at the same time we were having trouble with the bus too.
0: Mm, yeah, do you want to talk about that?
1: Oh jeez. So, okay. So Zoe's we had we had made arrangements for her to ride the bus home. Um our the reason she wasn't riding it the previous year was because it was too long of a ride. Like it's only what 15 minutes for us to take her yep. and drop her off. Yeah. And bring her home. Like, it's a 15-minute ride one way. So, and the bus ride was an hour and a half.
0: Yeah. Hour and a half one way and then 45 minutes the other way.
1: Yeah. And we were like, it's not worth it for her to be on the bus that long if we can just take her in 15 minutes. So, we're like, okay. But because of the pandemic and everybody doing hybrid or not, you know, doing the... Um, Zoom. Online. Online. There we go. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Online learning. Mm -hmm. Um, There was like almost no one on the buses. So her bus ride home would only be about 15 minutes. And we had talked to them and they're like, yeah, you know, she's the only one at that time that would ride the bus. Um, So it'll only take 15 minutes. We would just pick her up and take her straight to your, to your home And I had, you know, talked with them about it. And they're like, "Um, they they told me that's what would happen. So expect the bus to be dropping her off, you know, at that time. And so I, I, the first day she rode the bus, I waited and waited. I got a call from her teacher. And she was, I think it was two hours. Mm Mm-hmm. It was two hours after school got out before Zoe got home. Yep. And I I was I was starting to get a little bit worried. This is my first time sending my child on a bus. And she's two hours late from like getting home. And Mm -hmm. I was like, um, this isn't okay. And then so not only was she two hours late, but they the the garage called me and they were like, Where are you? We're here no one was in front of our house i was like um i don't see you which
0: and, real fast that was one of the things that they said they would do yeah was drop her off in front of the house yeah. because of of her special needs yeah they would drop her off in front of the house so
1: yeah and so and she was the only one on the bus so why why would they not yeah <laughs> why would they not drop her off at the house yeah and so i was really confused and you know it was raining And I had to go down the street to pick her up and we've got two little kids and it was raining and one of them was napping, but I can't leave the kids inside alone. So I had to grab our wagon and throw, oh, it was a mess, throw the kids in there and try and get down to the bus stop. And then they're like, okay, well, if this isn't where you live, where do you live? And I was like, well, we live this way. And they're like, well, we can't go through the complex. And I was like, Well, why can't you go through the complex? And they're like, Well, oh, we it there's no way out. Like we can't we can't flip a U-E. And I was like, Well, you don't have to flip a UE. The the road is a U shape. Like you'll just pop out the next road. And they were like, Oh no, we can't. We'll we'll hit cars. It's it's too narrow. Like mm. You're just making excuses at this point,
0: which also instills confidence in us as parents right. regarding their driving ability. Uh, if they can't, oh my if they can't make basic uh, left-hand turns, you know, in a parking lot without hitting other it was cars, a mess. and Zoe is riding on a stereotypical short bus. We're not talking the full-size well, the, bus. The,
1: the full-size bus was the one she came on the first time. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. that. It was a full-size the first time. But there's still plenty of space. There is. There's there is. semis that pull through there. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. there's there's tons of space. Yep. yep. So that, yeah. Anyway, and so they're like, well, we can't do that. And I was like, okay, um, well, we're going to talk with someone about this because you should be able to do this. Yeah. Anyway, it was a mess. And they're like, well, we can meet you at this other road that's closer. I was like, all right, fine. Let's do that. Um, And then the next, well, not the next day because she couldn't go back to school because of the masks. Yeah. And then the next time she rode the bus, um, it was a shorter bus. Yeah. And she was the only one on it. They were still late because nobody had updated them. They they had shortened school hours by, like, 15 minutes so that teachers had more time to clean in between classes. Yeah. Um, and nobody had updated the, the buses. I don't know how that happens, but nobody updated the buses, and we were mm-hmm. like, okay. Um, but I had gotten a call from her teacher, so I wasn't, like, as concerned when she was 15 minutes late. Um, but they pulled up to the same spot, and they were like, It was a completely different reaction because the first people were so defensive and just, we can't do this, we can't do this, we can't do this, and the it was a different driver in a shorter bus, and I was like, okay, let you know, give me my kid, let's let's get on with this because I had you know the other two kids with me, yeah, and they were like, well, well, why why are we meeting you here? Why aren't we meeting you in front of your house? And I was like, well, I was told that couldn't happen. And they're like, no, no, get on the bus. Come, come get on. <laughs> Show me where you live and we'll drop off your daughter <laughs> yeah. where you tell us to. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is completely different from the person I talked to last time. Yeah. And it was ridiculous because between the two experiences, we had been on the phone with the garage talking to them about, you know what is going on and why isn't this happening because yeah. you know this is one of zoe's rights and this is this is part of her ability to edu- or to to access her education yeah and she should be picked up and dropped off in front of her house yeah and it it was oh my gosh that and was the, the beginning of the year,
0: and and that's and the, to give a little more context to the situation we're talking a difference of uh, 30, 40 yards from where they were dropping Zoe off at to where our home is. We're not asking them to drive another mile and a half to, to get to our home.
1: Well, and it's not like we live in the boonies either. No,
0: we don't. We absolutely do not. But it, we're, we're talking 30, maybe 40 yards difference. Yeah. So... We, we, we share this as kind of a preface of what we ended up going into at the end of the school year when it came time for her IEP meeting. No. We were told um, before that, Zoe's birthday falls right, right around the cutoff. Yeah, right before the cutoff uh, for her to have to go to the next grade. So as parents, we have the right to be able to make the call of whether or not we want her to be held back um, or move forward. And we had decided as parents that we wanted Zoe to be held back for what I I think is a very justifiable reason. And that is Zoe received her eye gaze device very, very late. And she was still in the process of learning how to use it. we were still in the process of learning how to use it and her teachers had been working very hard to learn how to use it themselves yeah and if we allowed zoe to go into kindergarten she would have a brand new classroom in a brand new school uh, with new teachers meaning that more or less we would be starting from scratch when it came to um where the the teachers were at. Exactly. In the yeah. classroom. So Zoe's Zoe's a hundred percent there. She's a very smart kid. She's learning how to speak. And we just wanted to give her adequate time to learn how to use her voice. That was it. Yep. So we find out from Zoe's teacher that the district has notified her and that the specific program that preschool is offering Will be going away and this is a public school program this isn't private this is offered through the school district um, but we had received no notification about it this was completely out of the blue the teacher was totally caught off guard by it and she asks us if we would begin advocating for this program to stay uh, because it, even though they're helping, they were helping seven or eight kids. Yeah. Um. That's seven or eight kids that needed those specific those specific needs. Yeah. Specific that that Accommodations. Way, accommodations. Thank you. Um. So uh, Sarah and I sit down and we talk about it and we talk about you know what we want to say to make sure the district understands where we come from, um, and that we're not just you know, calling them and blowing up in them and saying, how dare you? We wanna have a civil conversation. Yeah. So we come up with our ideas and uh, I make a phone call to the district. And I left a voicemail, the gal calls us back, and I said, hey, I just wanted to get some more details about what you guys are doing in regards to this specific preschool program. I heard you guys are canceling it. She said, yes. Um, we're making some changes, and so unfortunately, this program will be going away. So I began to share with her mine and Sarah's viewpoint, and I said, "You know, we we think that this is a really good program. It's helped out our daughter, and it's helped out several other students. And we we think it'd be really important for it to stick around. To be honest, I mean, we're we're going to be keeping Zoe back in preschool for another year, and it would be great to keep her in that same classroom." All right, said my two bits, and that'll be it, right? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. I've opened up a can of worms that I didn't even know was there. Uh, this woman with the district then tells me, well, you can't hold Zoe back.
1: Well, but first she got defensive.
0: She did get defensive.
1: About the program going away, because apparently they that wasn't common knowledge at that yeah. point.
0: Yeah, yeah, so she was upset that the teacher had told us And I was like, well, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter um, because it's out, and we're calling we're telling you that we have an issue with it, and we think you should rethink it. Um, We think that you haven't fully thought through the ramifications, um, and you haven't looked at the benefits the program has Mm. and how it's impacting these students. Um, But then she tells me that Zoe can't be held back in preschool, and I'm like, excuse me? And she says, yeah, it's district policy. And I said, OK, so it's policy. Policy can bend, right? Well, no. No, it is, it is what it is. And I said, OK, so let's say that Zoe is in the general ed preschool class, and she's right at that cutoff. Can I keep her back? And she says, yes. <laughs> she said, yes, you guys. Now, I'm not a legal scholar, but I do know, because of history, the vast history that these United States have when it comes to providing separate accommodations for certain peoples, that's not okay. (laughs) The rules need to be the same. So I called her out on it, and I said, that's unacceptable. And she kind of backpedaled and said, "Well, I, let me let me do some more research." And I said, "Perfect. I, I would like some more clarification on this because if that truly is the policy, then we got we got serious problems on our hands." So we finished the conversation. I tell Sarah about it. I told her I was calling the district yeah. to just let them know it was not a phone call Sarah was expecting. No,
1: <laughs> no, it was not.
0: We were both very heated i oh yeah, very frustrated was, re- regarding the situation
1: because, and I had Zoe's teacher is amazing, she is and she had been working with us, and we had been like I had been communicating with her since the beginning of the year that you know this is what Sam and I would like to do. We want her with you another year so that we can really solidify. Zoe's voice so that when she starts doing more academics, she'll be solid and we can, you know, she can really shine and show everybody what she can do.
0: Yeah.
1: It, oh, I was not a happy person. I mean, this,
0: this threw a massive wrench into things because we can, we had thought things through and we were getting ready to go into our IEP meeting uh, and talking with the team and saying, look, this is where we're at. We would like you to get on board with us.
1: Well, and the whole IP team was on board they, too. Well, they were. Absolutely. Yeah. They everybody were. was for it. Yes. Everybody was good with it. Yeah,
0: everybody was understanding of it. I mean, we had already made we had already made our case yeah. to the team. And like I said, I I feel like it was incredibly justifiable yeah. because as as a student hasn't received the equipment that they need um it, to be successful like come on you gotta you gotta make some some adjustments and changes and yeah. we weren't asking for the world so um, I waited for a few hours and I got a phone call back and this woman says okay so yeah it is district policy and I said perfect so it's district policy that a child who is in preschool does not get held back in preschool if they can go on to kindergarten we can make some changes to that And she pushes back on me. She says, well, no, policy is policy. And I was like, nope, policy is not law. The law states what we have to do and what we cannot do. The district has policies in place for standard operating procedures. It has these, these policies in place to kind of set a framework of how the district is expected to run. But when you have an individual who requires special accommodations, those policies can bend. And she pushed back on it. (laughs) And um, we kinda just ended the conversation there. And I pretty much said, well, we'll discuss this at the IEP meeting. And the following day, I shared the conversation with Zoe's teacher. And she said, well, I'm gonna do some research and figure out what's going on there. And she does some research. And I may be getting the timeline wrong on this, Sarah, because Zoe's teacher was banned from communicating with us when it came to Zoe's education in the future. Right?
1: Um, she was, but when she was that? she sent us first. She sent us a link. Yep. Um, from the research that she had done for a government website, a Colorado um, government website, saying that if you had an IEP team. It was up to the IEP team to determine what was best for the child.
0: Yeah, so there's the the policy, or the excuse me, the there is law in place. Colorado provides preschool um, for is it just one year or is it two years for I'm not neurotypical sure. students? Anyways, they they provide preschool, but if there is a cutoff date within the district for them to be able to move on to kindergarten, and they fall within that cutoff range, they must move on to kindergarten. Yeah, And the reason why is because the district is receiving funding to be able to offer the preschool. They're receiving that funding through the state. Mm-hmm. And so they have to follow that. So that made, that made more sense to me, gave us some more context. But like Sarah said, her teacher, Zoe's teacher, Miss Kelly, which, by the way, if you haven't listened to the episode where... Sarah sits down and talks with her. Very good. Go listen to it. We'll leave it in the show notes. She did this research, sent it over to us, and it says there's an exemption. And sort of like, perfect, there it is. And Zoe's teacher sends it off to the district. She is then told that she is no longer able to discuss with us um, Zoe's future education.
1: Well, she's no longer allowed to discuss Zoe staying in preschool. Staying
0: in preschool. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so not as broad as I was making it out to be, but specifically staying in preschool, which infuriated us.
1: Oh, my gosh. It so made much. us so
0: angry because Miss Kelly has been a wonderful advocate. She's been a wonderful resource. And essentially what we were hearing from the district is we don't care. Um you're going to do it the way that we want you to even though the law states that IEP is what has to be followed
1: yeah and by the way your your child's teacher can't talk to you about it
0: which makes no sense
1: oh my gosh makes no sense oh so so i i'm getting riled up already yeah it's it was mm.
0: so what what happened after that sarah
1: uh you called a lawyer
0: Ah, yes, I did. I went at that point I went straight to a lawyer. Yeah, I
1: did. Yeah, you did. He he you called me. You were at work. You called me and said, "Hey, by the way, I've I've scheduled an appointment for us to talk to a lawyer about this." Yeah. And I was like, in my mind I was like, that's a big jump. That's a justified jump, but that's a big jump. It is.
0: Well, and I personally I don't think you've done anything with lawyers. Either up until that point, right? No. So neither of us have ever been in a situation where we felt we needed to have legal counsel yeah. involved. Uh, and so it was it was it was a eye opening experience for me. But there, I did a whole bunch of research. Um, I wanted to make sure that whoever we found was somebody who had experience in education. And when I quickly found out there's a lot of people who list education, you know, that they have experience in uh, education law, but then they're listing listing adjacent to it wills and trusts and all of these other things. And I was like, uh, no, we need we need somebody with specialty experience. And so it took me it took me a good half hour hour of Googling to try and find something which. I feel like I'm pretty good at using Google, but apparently in that situation I was not. But I found a, a law office here in Colorado that specializes in education law. And I set up an appointment, called and told Sarah about it after the fact because I was so furious about it. Yeah. I just said, fine, then we're going to do this. So we set up an appointment
1: and... It was uh, just a consultation. Yeah. So it was no big deal, no no commitment yeah. say.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I I think before I even did the research, did I tell Miss Kelly to tell the district
1: that you were going to be contacting a lawyer? Yeah. Yeah, I think you did. Yeah,
0: so it was as
1: uh, It was as soon as she said that she was no longer allowed to talk with us. Yes. about Zoe staying in preschool. Yes, yes, You exactly. were like, "Okay, well we're going to talk to a lawyer."
0: Yeah, and I told her to take it back to the district and tell them that we were talking to uh, to a lawyer. Um, and so we, we spoke with the lawyer, wonderful woman, very nice, very caring, uh, listened to us, heard us out. We laid everything out to her, and she said that she would need to do a little bit more research on the specifics regarding the law. Uh, but everything that we had provided her, if it was indeed true, we absolutely had a case. And... Um, We talked about some of the ways that we would proceed forward with it, and um, she said that oftentimes what ends up happening is is as soon as the district finds out that legal's involved, they kind of tighten up their belts and and they start getting their ducks in a row so things are being done properly, um, either because... There was a misunderstanding before, and they go to that individual and say, no, we don't do it this way. It is, in fact, handled it in another way. Or um, they, they realize that it's kind of a, a culture thing. They've changed the way that it's supposed to be done and didn't realize it, which very easy to do. Yeah, Very easy to do when it comes to these small procedural things to be like, oh, yeah, well, why don't we just change it to this? Not realizing that it's, in fact, against the law <laughs> to change that. Um, the other thing that could potentially happen is that we go to court, which we didn't want to do. No. We really just wanted to be able to have a, a, an individual there help us advocate for Zoe and what we felt was going to be best for her Yeah. Um, without having to go through the full legal system. So we finished up the conversation and she said, you know, let me know what you guys want to do and we'll proceed forward. And we said, give us 24 hours to think it over and we'll go from there. Within those twenty four hours, some things change.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: So you want to talk on that because you were the one receiving the updates on those.
1: If I'm on the same page as you, um, at that point, the the program was the program that Zoe was in that um, that the district had said is going away. It was official that yes. it would be leaving. Yes. Which meant that even if Zoe stayed in preschool, she would have a different teacher. Yeah. She wouldn't have her same teacher, which was a huge part of why we wanted her to stay in preschool with Miss Kelly. Because Miss Kelly already knew we'd been working with her. We'd had other people working with her. She already knew how Zoe was communicating. And and they were doing great together. And so... At that point, we knew 100% if she stayed in preschool, she'd be having a new teacher, she would be going to a new school, and that we'd be pretty much in the same place as if she went to kindergarten. Yeah. So then it came down to, well, if she's going to be in the same place, is it worth it for us to fight that?
0: Yeah. Before that, though leading up to the IEP meeting, which this was held back in May. We had asked for individuals from the district uh, to, to be a part of this conversation. And they had pretty much just ignored, not even responded. They had just ignored any sort of request, which we felt very slighted and disrespected by the whole thing. If they had just said we can't, I wouldn't have needed a reason. I would have been like, okay, well, that's too bad. It's kind of annoying, but all right, thanks for letting us know. But they just ignored the requests. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as soon as they found out that we were talking to a lawyer, we started getting responses. <laughs> we, we didn't pay for anything for this consultation. Um, it was simply sitting down with a legal expert to say, these are our issues. Do we have a case? And they said, yeah, from what it initially looks like, you probably do have a case. I need to look at it more. Um, do you actually want to, you know, pay the retainer fee? And in the end, we decided not to do it. But just the fact that we told them we were talking to a lawyer and then we did was enough to them for them to be like, oh, okay, yeah, we need to uh, be there. We need to be present. Not only did we have somebody from the district there, but the school that Zoe will be going to, they had refused to let the team who Zoe would be working with come on the IEP meeting. They were allowed to come on the IEP meeting. Uh, We had also told them in advance that we were going to have another advocate there for us uh, Courtney Barnum, who has also been on the podcast, and she's with Rhett University. Uh, she had offered to come on and just kind of be a, a and a silent advocate, not a silent advocate. An I was ad- going to say she
1: wasn't silent. She was
0: not, which we <laughs> greatly appreciated. Um,
1: but just an advocate because this was our first time doing an IEP that that really
0: mattered. Mattered. Yeah.
1: Um, that would have ap- academics with it that would, you know, be a big impact on Zoe's future education. Yeah. So we wanted to make sure that we were doing everything possible to help Zoe succeed. And the other thing is, you know, we had been in contact with Courtney um, and we had asked her to come and we had informed, you know, her teachers and... The IEP team. The IEP team, Um and Courtney helped, you know, make sure that wording was correct so that Zoe would receive the the assistance that she needed. Yeah. So
0: like one of the things that we talked about in in the actual meeting was um, Zoe and breath holding. And while it's a, it's a small thing, Um, I appreciated that Courtney spoke up on it when the nurse, the school nurse, was talking about it um, and and how they would handle those situations of Zoe holding her breath. Courtney spoke up and said, well, let's be clear. This isn't uh, behavioral. This isn't something that she is choosing to do. This is something that her body is causing to happen without her her choice.
1: Her breath is being held. She is not holding it. It's
0: being withheld. Withheld. Is yeah. what we ended up including, which I, I hadn't even thought about it. Well, and I, was I hadn't like, that's, either. that's an important distinction to make because...
1: There are individuals who behaviorally will hold yes. their breath.
0: Yes, for a myriad of reasons, mm-hmm. whether that be to get attention or any number of things. In Zoe's situation, it's not that. It is not a choice. It is being withheld from her. Her body is not allowing her mm-hmm. to breathe. And the, the, the teachers in the classroom and the, the medics there at the school, everybody needs to know this is not a choice. This is something that just happens to her. And so it was great to have her there being an advocate for us. The other person that we also had there, so we had our district representative for that, that specific school. We had the district representative for the other school that she would be going into. Yeah. Um, They got their ducks in a row. (laughs) They were very on
1: top of things.
0: It was great. It ended up being a very productive meeting. Mm -hmm. Um, I I feel like we weren't as friendly as we probably would have been if we hadn't been in the situation before with the district.
1: We were defensive. We were already – like, I was already on the defensive. I don't
0: think we were defensive. I think we were on the offensive. (laughs) Like, we were – like, we knew – what we were going to do, and the way we were going to handle it, um, we were ready to go. And um, yeah, it ended up being a really good meeting, a really good meeting. And the other thing that we ended up getting out of it was um, there's these transition meetings, which I don't know, are they, is that like nationwide, or is that just specific to our district?
1: I believe that's nationwide. When you when you have an IEP, you are, you will always have a transition meeting from that grade right. to grade. Yeah,
0: so um, they were refusing to do the transition meeting until right before the school year, which, to be honest, I I don't think is r- ridiculous to do. But in our situation, it kind of made more sense because we wanted to get the new teachers involved with taking some sort of training. To understand how to use an eye gaze?
1: So our our compromise between Sam and I, our compromise for not having Zoe staying in preschool, so our compromise for not fighting for her to be in preschool was that instead we were going to fight for Zoe's incoming teachers to have training so that they wouldn't be starting out At the beginning. Yeah.
0: Brand new, fresh. Mm -hmm. So they would know how
1: to communicate with her from the start.
0: Yep. Yep. And so we wanted to have that transition meeting before summer. So that way that we could kind of bring them up to speed on some of the basics of things and tell them, okay, you want to start looking uh, at these different trainings to be able to receive the help that you need. So that way, when Zoe shows up, you're You're ready, ready you're ready to rock and roll. Um, the district had told us no. They had told us no, absolutely not. You're going to do it right before the beginning of the school year. No. And we ended up being able to do that transition meeting in May.
1: And we weren't... So the district the district got a lot of complaints because we were not the only ones whose transition meetings got moved. True. And so they got a lot of complaints. And so I got a phone call saying, hey, by the way, we're having information sharing meetings. Instead of transition meetings,
0: <laughs> yes, and which, I was
1: like, "That's the same thing."
0: But. Yeah, it's the exact same thing, and it was a it was a good compromise. And even if we have a an official transition meeting, we which will. it was an, a, a transition meeting, that's fine. We got yeah. what we needed, which was to help them understand what they would need to do to be able to prepare for Zoe coming yeah. into the classroom this fall. Yeah. So um, in the end. What came out of all of this? Number one, uh, unfortunately, the program that Zoe was a part of, it's still going away. Yeah, We have no control over that. It's a wonderful program, and but it is what it is. Yep. Zoe will be moving into kindergarten. Yep. Um, her new teachers will be required to complete trainings training. uh, before she arrives, so that way they know how to communicate with her and work with her uh, use specifically using her eye gaze yeah. uh, what else did we get we got that transition meeting We got
1: very very specific language yep. put in her IEP
0: thanks to Courtney um, yeah it was it was really great so I'm not saying that the first place you should go is <laughs> a lawyer um, I'm saying that in our situation, we did the best that we could until we felt like our hands were tied. Yeah. And when we felt helpless, we turned to the only other option that we could think of. And that ended up being the, a good solution for us. Yeah. So hopefully this gives you a little bit of perspective. Uh, it's your situation is going to be unique from ours um, and, but, but maybe, maybe this gives you a little bit of perspective on, uh, on ways that you can handle it.
1: I would say if you take anything away from this, it is that to, f- to find an advocate for yourself, for your child, having Courtney there was huge. Yes. Um, even just, you know, just chatting with a lawyer was huge for us. Yeah. But having those, having the advocate there with you is invaluable. even if they're silent, you've got somebody that is going to back you up. Yeah. And that is just incredible.
0: It's kind of weird because normally we would do a wrap up after an interview right now. We would. So, Sarah. how
1: do you think the interview went?
0: Oh, i good. <laughs> how did you like talking to me, Sarah?
1: Uh, it was all right.
0: Oh, poo on you! <laughs>
1: well, how did you like talking to me? I
0: enjoyed it.
1: Oh, that's so sweet. Jeez.
0: Yeah. Well, see if I say anything nice to you ever again. <laughs> You've used up all of your nice credits.
1: Um, my credit card does not have a limit. Thank you.
0: Your nice credits don't? My
1: nice credits don't.
0: Apparently so, you haven't checked your bank statement Keep them coming. Keep them coming. Sarah, it's time for Can't Leave It.
1: Yes, it is.
0: Do you remember where your can't leave I it is? I do remember where my can't <laughs> leave it is. <laughs> I asked Sarah that because it's a, it's a running joke between the two of us that we always... We forget what our can't leave it is. We do yeah. prepare. We do. For the can't leave it.
1: But then usually we do an interview... And we just get so excited about the interviews that it I, it just leaves. It just, it, just disappears. It leaves. From our, mind. our can't leave it leaves.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead, Sarah. My camera.
1: can't leave it. Um recently I have been very into watching Jane Austen movies and like period pieces. That is my can't leave it. That's the whole thing. I've been really into that lately. For, I go through these phases where I'm like, oh, I want old-timey English shows.
0: Or a thousand baking shows.
1: I love them.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: Hey, don't. Oh, my gosh. Because you like them, too. I like one. The Great British Baking Show. Yes. Yes.
0: Yes, that, that one, fine.
1: That's the only one I watch that is baking and British.
0: The rest of them, no. Oh my gosh!
1: <laughs> and there's like a super huge
0: valley between what what the British are doing with their show and what Americans do. Okay,
1: wait, but but one of them, one of the American Chopped. Have you watched Chopped? Yes, movie? I have. I like watching Chopped.
0: I know you do because I've watched it multiple <laughs> times with you, and I've I've thought to myself, golly, they, they've turned this into a sport. They have. Ugh. Ugh. No.
1: Anyway, you. Going back to Going Jane back Austen. to my. my Anyway, I go through these like phases where all I want to do is watch like old timey movies like Pride and Prejudice and Sense and Sensibility.
0: I was going to ask what movies they were. So but oh, it sounds there like you, you just call. named a few.
1: Yeah, I did. Very nice. I did. Also, Kate and Leopold, which is not a Jane Austen. Obviously, because it's Kate and Leopold. Duh. But um, <laughs> love me some Meg Ryan and some Hugh Jackman.
0: I don't even know what what it is. So <gasps> that's I. Was,
1: no, you I don't, don't get watch. Any I know I ideas. don't watch them with him. Don't. He get doesn't watch them with me. No. It's fine.
0: I'll stick with uh, my violent zombie shows.
1: Ugh. You can take them.
0: I will. I will. All
1: right. What is your can't leave it?
0: So my Can't Leave It is a personal one. I'm kind of uh, prideful about it. Oh, So I've already mentioned on the podcast that my sister Annie has been doing a podcast mm-hmm. and she and I have been working together on it. And for her season finale, she asked me to write, or not write, like to essentially do the her. whole episode for her, to take her on a journey. Uh, her podcast is a Disney-themed theme themed podcast, and people submit stories about things, but I've always been kind of obsessed with the history of stuff. Kind Enjoy, of? Kind of, yes, kind of. Kind of? Yes. I'm talking about those within the Disney community. I am kind of okay. obsessed. that's fair. Within our family, I am ridiculously obsessed. Anyways, moving forward. So, uh, shameless plug, go listen to that episode. I was really proud of it at the end. Uh, it was a lot of fun to do. I really enjoyed it. And I went back and listened to it myself to see how obnoxious I sounded. And I felt like it was very good storytelling. Would it be narcissistic if I said that I turned it on one night and fell asleep to listening in my own voice?
1: A little bit, yeah.
0: Okay, I won't say that I did that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Are you going to tell people what the the podcast is called?
0: Yeah, so uh, the podcast is called Cheryl for Your Thoughts. I'll leave it in the show notes, Uh, just like everything from uh, the show. And uh, you can listen to it there. And I hope you enjoy it. It was a lot of fun. And with that, thank you so much for joining us for this episode. Be sure to subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts so that you're notified when we publish episodes, which is every other Monday morning.
1: And please leave us a rating.
0: Leave us a message or a question on the Anchor app and you can become part of the show.
1: Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Pretty Happy Pod, where we share episode clips, news and updates, and photos of our adorable daughter.
0: If you would like to be interviewed on our show, reach out to us on any of our social media accounts, or you can send us an email at prettyhappypod at gmail.com. For more information about Rett Syndrome, visit rettsyndrome.org.